Hi, my name's Sarah. Welcome to True Crime and a Spooky Old Time. This week, I've decided to cover black-eyed children. So, if you haven't heard of them, I'm going to go through the history and then we're going to get into some stories. So, I just want to say first as well, thank you if you've been um, listening, thank you if you've downloaded um, and I've got um i'm almost at 400 downloads so if you can if you could share that would be amazing if you can leave a review that would also be really helpful and i do have a patreon if you can donate that would also be really cool i will drop the link in the show notes so let's get into it so the black eyed children also known as um, black-eyed kids, um, an American contemporary legend, are paranormal creatures that resemble children, usually between 6 and 16, described with pale skin and black eyes, who are reportedly seen hitchhiking or begging, um, or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. So a lot of people say that they've existed since the 1980s, but most sources actually indicate that the legend originated from 1996. And they say that this came from um, the post written by a Texas reporter named Brian Bethel, where he wrote about two alleged, alleged encounters with the Black Eyed Children. He said that he encountered two children, Abilene, Texas, with pale skin and black eyes. In 2012, Bethel retold his story on the TV show Monsters and Mysteries in America. He then wrote an article for the Abilene Reporter News where he described his experience again. So you might know this, but I'm just going to read this one for you. So one of the stories goes like this. In the snowy town, within the middle of nowhere of Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Parents will be here soon. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that her, that her cat was scared and angry with the children. May we please use the restroom? They asked. The wife looked at the kids when she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? The husband then showed, the husband then showed her his hand full of blood, from a nosebleed. The power suddenly went out and the house turned as dark as the kids' eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall uttering, our parents are here. The kids then exited, exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender. The wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture. The two men and children then drove away together in one car. The power then came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house. Three out of four cats went missing and the fourth had been found dead in the pool of its blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor where he was diagnosed with very aggressive skin cancer. This legend even crossed bodies of water and landed in the great land of the UK, where in 2014, 
the Daily Star actually did a three front page story about sightings of the black eyed children in a haunted pub in Staffordshire. Ghost hunters who believed that the black eyed children um, were extraterrestrials, vampires or ghosts took these alleged sightings very seriously. Nowadays, people still claim to see the black eyed children when driving late at night down an empty road or outside of their window late at night or even lurking in the shadows of their room. Oh, I don't like that one. Many people have reported seeing the black-eyed children standing in the corner of their room during their episodes of sleep paralysis, oh, or even waking up in the middle of the night because they sensed someone was watching them, and in the shadows were these children. Oh, no, I hadn't heard that bit before. That's creepy. I want to open my eyes at night time now to peek out in the shadows in case I see them. Oh, no, that's that's not... I don't like that one. Not not fun. Um, so I'm gonna. That was just a brief sort of overview of the first, uh, the first story that I'd, uh, that I'd heard of myself. Um, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go into some other stories that I've heard. So, I'm just gonna go into this one first. So the incident took place about thirteen years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved across, uh, sorry, we moved cross country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so that I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Uh, I wouldn't, <laughs> but yeah, that's everyone is different. Uh, never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the peculiarity of this situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six in the morning. Yeah, I don't answer the door at that time in the morning. <laughs> the second thing that should have dawned on me is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. Yeah, okay, that's weird then. Um, the knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work. A pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6am struck me as odd and even more odd, he was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, closed the door and slid the security chain into place. Yeah, as, as I would. Um, I, I wouldn't have opened the door, but yeah. Um, so a moment later, another knock. I opened the chain I opened the now chained door and before I could speak he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I reply and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? Fuck that, I reply, albeit a little confused. Get the hell out of here, my wife is calling the police. So just going to take a second here to talk about that. So who, first of all, there's not many teenagers eating apples, Um, really. I mean, okay, I know a lot do like fruit, that's fine, but it's just a weird thing to, you'd have like a power bar or a chocolate bar or something, like why would you have an apple? And then ketchup for an apple? Um, I, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, back to it. So, um, yeah, my wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing 
his ah, revealing eyes as black as obsidian and says, no, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I force the door, closed, lock it and call out to my wife. She is scared, hiding in the bedroom, all jacked up on adrenaline. I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio to check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. Oh. I think to myself, that, uh, that was fucked up, I think to myself. And as I turn to enter the house, I noticed a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. That is actually crazy. Wow, that's creepy. Okay, so my next one. Okay, so it was a cold October evening, not too far off from Halloween. I remember sitting in my room playing the original Sukadon. The evening was slowly creeping by, so I decided to go to the corner store. It was only three blocks. Shouldn't be much trouble, right? During my walk, I see the normal. The occasional person putting up Halloween decorations, kids playing in their yards. But this story is about something far more sinister. I remember seeing two teens, about age 14, knocking on a door asking to use the phone. Which of course I thought was weird because most teens these days have phones. As I kept walking, they stopped and stared at me for a short moment. I felt the cold, I felt the blood in vein in my veins chill. I felt so creeped out I hurried to the next block. The next block seemed fine until I looked behind me and saw the two teens were following me. Ooh. I took off, sprinting to the store at this point. I saw the sign for the store and relief washed over me. I opened the door and I told the cashier about what happened on the way here. He looked at me, slightly creeped out, and told me about sorry, and told me a story about this happening to him in his hometown and how they found him the day he left and asked for his help in an emotionless voice, and he told me to never agree to help. He told me another story, but at that point I was no longer paying attention because they were standing at the door asking to be let in. The cashier freaked out and locked the door. The teens never seemed to waver or leave. They wouldn't step away from the door. It had been an hour. The cashier and I were ready to fight our way out, but instead he took me out the back. The one teen came around the back just as the door shut behind us. Can you help me? is all he could say. He was closing in on us and his eyes. They were black as a starless night. They were peering right into my soul. I couldn't help but gaze into his eyes. The terror, I can't remember much of what ha- too much of what happened next, but I do recall the sounds of struggle. When I came to, the cashier was struggling with both teens. He was calling out to me for help. I ran towards them, grabbed him by his collar and pulled him between the two and knocking them over in the process. I didn't look back until I was near, I was near my house. The cashier was gone, but the teens were still following behind. I ran into my house, closed all the blinds and turned the music up. I got lucky that day, but I'm not sure how long I can keep out of their grasp. I tried to find, I tried to find and thank the cashier for saving my life that day, but he didn't show up to work after that. Oh. I asked his boss and he told me he called over the phone and quit. He said he was moving. To this very day, I sometimes feel the fear of those eyes watching me as I drive to work. I sometimes will look out of my window and I swear I see them watching my house from a couple of blocks away, waiting for their next chance. Wow, that one was really creepy. Okay, so let's do another one. Okay, 
So, My Only Encounter with a Black-Eyed Kid is the title of this one. On March 17th, 2008, I had my one and only encounter with a black-eyed kid. Before my experience, I had never heard of anything to do with black-eyed kids. I was 12. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's at an old Chevy pickup, waiting for my mum to get a haircut. About 15 minutes had passed and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. At first I thought I recognised um, him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked away. Sorry, until he looked my way. It was not anyone I knew. At this point, I was not scared at all. Not yet. The boy walked over to the side of my car and just stares. I think to let me get a good look at his eyes. To freak me out. Let me tell you, if you have never seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Pupils black as the night sky. The boy whispers, you must let me in. And then I locked the car doors and ducked down into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. When my mother got into the car, she told me a boy with black eyes had came into the hairdressers and had insisted for my mother to give him the keys to the car. She refused. Thank God she did. Wow, that was only um, that was only a short one, but that was... Wow, that was really creepy. I mean... Obviously, the mum's not going to have gave the keys to the the kid anyway, but it's just, yeah, I'm glad she didn't. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I think I'm going to do one more. Okay, so last night was like any other night. I was switching between listening to music and watching YouTube videos with one headphone so that I can hear my infant daughter if she cries. That way, my wife can get a full night's sleep. She works at 4am at the hospital every day. Ah, oh, that's nice. It's, uh, it's nice to help. So when I decided to go lay down in the spare bed in the baby's room, just as I dozed off, I heard a thumping coming from the front porch. Startled at first, I opened my eyes wide and scanned the room. Realising it was most likely my cat scratching himself on the front porch, I dozed back off. Then again, the thumping. Damn cat. I got out of bed to run him off the porch, only to see he wasn't there anymore. Now that I was up again, I wasn't the least bit tired. I figured I'll just get some tea and check Facebook whilst I'm up. Maybe finish the web series I was watching on YouTube. A few minutes into the video, I felt the sudden urge to look up at the kitchen. Uh, sorry, at the kitchen window. There they were. The tops of two short, statured people's heads, cresting the stairs just above my window frame. The people were short enough to not see in the window, but I could see out. I heard no footsteps on my porch as my stomach turned. But the knock, the knock was a steady, hollow thump. The very same thump I had just blamed on my cat. Deciding it was best not to answer, I shut my laptop and crept by the door back up to the baby's room. I assumed it was some of the people from the low-income housing across the road, uh, across the road from me that were high or hiding from the cops, or maybe looking for my cousin, who stays with me often and has many friends over there. The last thing I needed was to try explain to two stoners that I was trying to sleep even though it was 2am. It wasn't until I got to my daughter's room that the creepiness set in. The thump had moved from the kitchen to the bedroom windows, both windows, a room apart, thumping in perfect time. 
These stoners were going to wake up my daughter if I didn't run them off now. Pissed off, I went out to the kitchen, unlocked and opened the door, ready to run around to the side of the house and kick some little idiot's ass. It happened then. Standing there, looking up at me, were two 10 or 11-year-old boys. The feeling of dread and the smell of mould almost made me vomit. The smaller of the two then spoke. May we use your telegraph? Huh? I just stared blankly at these boys, horrified of what I then realised. Their eyes were pitch black. He asked again to use my telegraph. There wasn't a a sound to be heard. No crickets. Sorry, no crickets chirping. No dogs barking. No cars driving by. Nothing. I tried to play it cool and ignore the fact that he didn't say telephone or phone or cell. Anything that would have made sense of the situation and calmly replied, I don't have any service at my house. Sorry. The expressions on their faces turned to rage as I finished my sentence. Swiftly, I shut the door and unlocked it as quickly as I could, then stumbled back to protect my daughter. I picked her up from her crib and held her close. The fact that she didn't wake wake up and... Sorry. The fact she didn't wake up freaked me out the most, but I managed to gather my senses enough to make sure she was still breathing and warm. Everything seemed okay with her. The thumping on the windows was back. I dropped to the floor as close to the wall as I could and held my little girls in my arms and wept like a child. I felt helpless and afraid. I lied there for what felt like hours and hours, crying and shaking until I heard it, my wife's alarm clock. clock. The thumping stopped the instant the alarm went off and I crept into the master bedroom with the baby. What's wrong with you? My wife asked. I just had a bad dream is all I could mutter out. Okay, well, give me the baby so I can feed her before work. I handed my wife the baby and she fed her like any normal day. I turned on every light in the house and made coffee for her. For some reason, just having her awake calmed my nerves, enough to pretend like nothing happened. I walked her out to the car nervously with the baby in my arms. I asked her not to leave until I walked back to the house. She was put off by the request, but did so to humour me. Once I was safely in the house, I locked the door again and in the house I sat horrified until she got home. I insisted we go to the next town over and stay the weekend at my brother's house. And here I sit horrified while she sleeps in the guest room with my daughter, wondering why they stopped when the alarm went off. I think I know the answer. I was aware of BEKs, black-eyed kids, and she wasn't. Every story I've read about them is is from someone who already knew about them. Maybe, just maybe, knowledge of them existing is the only reason they visit. Wow, that was creepy. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've read um stories before. Well, mostly listened actually. Sorry to um to stories before on podcasts, and those that I've just gone through, I haven't actually heard before, and that last one just. Oh, it really freaked me out. I don't um I don't think I want to know any more about those. So that might be the only this might be the only one that I do on uh, on this, but you never know. I might end up finding some more and actually do a you know, part two. But anyway, um that's the end of the black eyed children uh, or black eyed kids episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I um I realise obviously it wasn't my usual kind of cases but I just thought it was quite interesting I'm still I might I don't know if I sound 
better or not but I'm still actually not very well so this is kind of why I brought this one today um, and I just had a chance to get it recorded. I have actually got an episode coming next week that's I've done all the research for already and it's really really interesting but it's probably going to end up being about an hour recording so I just my throat's not great so yeah I'm keeping that until next week because this is it's a lot longer than this one but if you did enjoy it um then that's brilliant and I hope you did if you can please could you um leave me a review it would really really help and if you could maybe share with somebody who's not listening that would be awesome as well and I do also have a patreon which I'll drop the link in the show notes for and that's it for this week thanks everyone for joining me again and see you later bye